Hello, Disciple Henson Podcast. This is PK. I have the great privilege and honor to talk with John and Holly Schnur about small groups and how small groups is an extension of member care. I hope you would be edified from our conversation. Welcome to the Disciple Henson Podcast. We have special guests in the house from Taylor Street. They are the one and only John and Holly Schnur. Woo! Give some claps. <laughs> and they are casting pods with me. And, you know, we're going to be talking about small groups in a little bit here. But John and Holly, we just want to hear from you. Who are you? How'd you find out about Hinson? You know, when did you join? Give us all the juicy little details and story about that. And whoever wants to start first, go ahead. Yeah, so we, uh, we've been at Hinson now for almost seven years. We've been attending regularly, members of uh, January of 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've been regularly integrating ourselves into the church. I'm a deacon at the church, deacon of member care, um, and also small group leaders, obviously, which is why we're here. And we also live on Taylor Street, so if you want to know any like dirty details about the pastors mm-hmm. or their children, we are the people to contact. So the Schnurrs know the juicy juice we, on everybody. We definitely, right. we know the dirty laundry, literal and figurative. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, give us more details about just like, yeah, your, uh, how you guys became a Christian and how you guys met. Yeah, give us, give us okay. a little something. So I grew up in a mainline Protestant home. I grew up in a, a Lutheran home. It's actually confirmed as a Lutheran, baptized as well. I was sprinkled as an infant. And where, where, where was this? This uh, was in Illinois. I grew Illinois, up right okay. outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Go Cardinals. Go Cardinals. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, so I grew up in a, a Lutheran home until I was about oh, seventh or eighth grade, somewhere in that range. Um, my parents kind of went through a little bit of a crisis and um, decided to start going to this little tiny Baptist church. It was a fundamentalist Baptist church. Uh, it was a King James only, you know, women's only wore, the women only wore dresses and skirts, that kind of No church. jeans. No jeans. Wow. No so Holly pants, couldn't wear no jeans short, in that that's time. Right. Wow. Um, and so um, somewhere in that transition, I, I believe that I was a believer young. I don't know when exactly, but I, I always... Um, had an understanding of the gospel, um, but I know that for me, my my gospel or my my faith became really real in um, probably early high school time frame, as I just kind of was confronted with my own sin and an understanding of the gospel. It wasn't really until I was in college, though, that as I, I was I was a Bible major at Bob Jones University, and I was doing my um, internship. The, the summer between my junior and senior year. And I had a couple of sermon series through um, ser- different epistles. And it was there that the Holy Spirit really um, got a hold of me, helped me to understand the gospel as it applies to me outside of my performance um, and really grew me in my sanctification. Wow, praise God. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And Holly, what about you? Yeah, um, so I was born into a Christian family, um, went to uh, a really conservative fundamentalist church. Um, all growing up. Um, I I believe that I came to Christ as a young child. I 
Um, certainly didn't know all there was to know, but um, I understood the main parts of the gospel and understood that I was a sinner and I needed Christ. And, and where'd you grow up, Holly? Uh, here in Portland. Here in Portland. Yeah, there it I, is. Was, I was born in Salem, so I'm an Oregon native. Oregon native. We yeah, love it. and uh, yeah, and just grew uh, grew in my faith um, pretty pretty significantly, especially in college. Um, and yeah, and that's where we met. And you met, guys met Bob Jones. Yes, I met John my first day of classes. John doesn't remember it. Oh, oh, okay. But so who's telling the truth, John? Is that is that true? Yeah, uh, yes, yes, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> she holds it over my head quite regularly. Um, and in, uh, in college, you guys dated, and then you got married after college, mm -hmm. before college? 2008. We actually started dating right after college. Right after. We were good friends all through college and then started dating after and. We had about a year-long dating until marriage. And what brought you guys back to P Portland? Holly did. Yeah. Holly being from Portland, uh, I was in the middle of, you know, I just graduated from Bob Jones, the height of the financial crisis, trying to look for a job with a degree in Bible. It's not very helpful in, in, those, in that time. In so job market. I was yeah. able to get a job out here. It worked because she lived out here, and now I kind of feel like I'm from Portland. Nice. Yeah. You, you graduated to become a Portland native. I yeah, feel like exactly. I'm a Portland native too. It's only yeah, been two yeah. years, but yeah. my license plate changed. I have, a, <laughs> I have an Oregon license here. We'll take you. So, we'll, take you know, you. we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys have been serving the church in multiple capacities. You know, Holly, you do music, you mm -hmm. disciple woman, mm -hmm. real life gospel, yeah. which maybe might come yeah. come back with oh, the yeah. resurgence. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so Holly, you did it. John, you're a deacon. Uh, give a shout out to the deacons out there. Um, but you know, you're, you do a lot, you do, um, you know, a little basketball ministry. You guys do like Nacho, Nacho Libre. Mm -hmm. Like, that's right. so there's just a lot of things that you guys do in the church. One particular area is small groups. And that's what, you know, I brought you guys to, you know, the podcast room to cast pods with me. And, you know, if small groups, you guys have been in how many small groups since your time? Well, not counting the young adult Bible study, which was kind of like our first Bible study when we first came, we've been in three like small official small groups. And we've only been in, uh, I think I speak for both of us. We've only been in hints in small groups. Like I've never been in yeah, a small right. group outside of that ever in my life. Wow. So that okay. was like my first introduction. So your first experience in small groups in the context of a church is actually Henson. Oh yeah. yeah. Same Chang. with you, John. Shout out to Jeff Chang. I oh, know. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Jeff Chang. And Stephanie. And Stephanie, uh, <laughs> they, which they will be here I know. shortly. Yeah, so. Right. I think so they'll exciting. be here probably when this podcast comes out. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, just talking with uh, some of our elders, you know, they talk about small groups as an extension of pastoral care or member care, really kind of uh, another context in which we could kind of live out our church covenant. And so I just wanted to ask you guys, like, how does that love and care and that member care get fulfilled in your small group and uh, and you guys I'm happy to however you guys want to take that yeah I think um something that we try to be really um intentional about is that this is not just something that we do every other Tuesday that's what we meet you know um that is kind of a springboard kind of a catalyst for the rest of our life um there is almost never anything significant happening in the Schnur household that our small group is not involved in, um, or members of our small group. You know, there's rarely a church service where we're not 
saying hi to um, people in our small group. They're really, we look at it as this is our family. So when we go through sorrows or encouragement, when we're excited, we want to celebrate um, all different kinds of things, when we need accountability, um, yes, the whole church, but more specifically, the small group is where we start. John, anything to add? Yeah, that's right. And I, I think that um, I think that we see that play out regularly with our small group. I mean, we're constantly texting each other just day in, day out of things that are happening. What, what do those text messages look like? Are they like funny emojis? Are they just like Bible verses? Like, yeah, what, what can you guys give you some yeah, examples? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a little bit of all of the above, right? Sometimes we just have fun on the on the uh, a group text. Um, but a lot of it is just sharing prayer requests and sort of immediate updates, things that are happening, that maybe it's a, an acute situation with a job or a family mm-hmm. member that needs immediate mm-hmm. prayer. Then uh, they'll text the group and, and we'll uh, pray. And also our small group is very good about um, kind of texting follow-up. Maybe not it's not part of the group, but just reaching out in, in follow-up. So uh, if we share something in small group about something that's happening or an upcoming event that we're working through, uh, it is not uncommon for us to hear from our small group mem- members saying, hey, we've been praying for you. You know, how did that go or whatever? Just, you know, reaching out. So just to be clear, so the the actual meet meeting time uh, on Tuesday night, that's every other Tuesday or mm-hmm. every week or what, what do you guys uh, do? The second and fourth. So twice a month. Um, but John, what you're saying is actually there's more follow up going on outside of the actual. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed absolutely. upon time that you guys meet. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, my, I mean, I'm pulling this number without, this is just my general impression of my schedule. Mm-hmm. But I would say we interact with our small group probably multiple times a week. Yeah. Various members of our small group, uh, whether that's at church or just hospitality in our home or on you know on the text message. Or phone call, text, or, or coffee. Okay. And I, and I think it's worth mentioning too that, this is not something that, oh, we're just reaching, John and I mm-hmm. are just That's reaching right. out or, you know, I feel like we've been so blessed and I feel like we've grown significantly spiritually because um, people in our small group will check on us. They will keep us accountable. They'll encourage us. They'll, you know, reach out and say, hey, how was that interview? How was that visit from your sister? Different yeah. things like that. So like, how's um, your trip, John, from your... You know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so, and yeah, and checking on me when John yeah. when John's on a trip. Yeah. How's it going? Loving our kids, um, things like that. Yeah. No, that's great. And and I love what you brought out. You, you know, it's the ownership is not on the small group leader, but the group itself yeah. is taking ownership for each other. Oh, totally. One hundred percent. That that is amazing. Um, and in terms of um, just to go maybe just practically in terms of like okay, so Tuesday night you come out what time like just walk us through like an average tuesday night that you guys have small group yeah and ju- just for the listener out there you know as they share you know we don't want to copy and paste exactly what they do but i think we we want to hear and if there's something that we could work on or you know like something that we can as we listen to the Schneers talk about this i think we we can really uh benefit from just taking new ideas and trying different things and and if we fail that's okay like i think the the effort is how can we better care for each other and keep pressing into that so john holly give us an example of what you guys do on a tuesday night yeah so typical tuesday is going to be we gather we just change our time to we gather at seven uh for the first probably half hour or so 
um, we are going through a, a Bible study of some sort. And is that Bible study like, uh, do you guys switch it to like a sermon review, book study, or is that pretty much kind of what you guys do? Is we've done Bible? book study, okay. but the last, I don't know, six months, eight months, we've done inductive Bible study and we're going through Acts right now. Cool. Uh, inductive. Yeah, we just finished Colossians. Nice. That's right. Now doing Acts, yeah. Um, so we do, you know, for 30 minutes or so, Probably most of the time extends to about forty-five minutes, but we're we're shooting for thirty minutes yep. because we want to make sure and give about an hour for sharing and prayer time. Um, and we have a large small group. How big? Um, what's large? It, there are 15, 16, sixteen, maybe seventeen of us now. Okay. Sixteen to seventeen, somewhere in that range. Um, and um, so we want to give everyone an opportunity to share. So we just go are literally around the room. Everyone shares sort of an update on their life and how we can pray for them. And we try to uh, really encourage people not just to share sort of a play-by-play of their life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not mere, yes, we want to hear about what's going on, but really we want to hear about what's happening spiritually. Mm. How is, so yes, that's your good. parents are in town. That's great. And, or maybe that's not great depending on the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how is that impacting you spiritually? Mm. And how can we pray for you spiritually in the midst of this? How can, you know, how is the Lord working to grow your faith in the midst of whatever it is that you're dealing with. And so that's really why what we try to do. And confession also. I think the, we, yeah, yeah I, I think that's also a time to to confess to the group, hey, I'm struggling in this area and I, I need accountability or I need help. In that. Yeah. yeah. Just to press in onto the accountability section. So your group is a co-ed mixed group. So is that yeah. sharing time both guys and girls are in the same room or yep. you guys split to you know, same gender or all yeah. together. it's all together. All together. Yeah. Um, can you just walk us through like, yeah, like with confession of sin, especially in a mixed group setting, like, is it like the play by play kind of thing is super detailed or is it general? Like what's the wisdom of like, as you share, like what's beneficial for the group as we confess sin and be transparent? Yeah. So I am a firm believer that, um, the gospel is can be applied to sin in mixed gendered groups, right? Amen. So we, you know, I think that we can get caught up on, oh, you know, I'm a man, I I must only confess my sin to men, and I understand that there are times if if, if where oh maybe I'm dealing with porn or maybe you know whatever it is, I'm, I, my marriage is in crisis and I need more specific. You know, where I don't necessarily want to air out all the mm-hmm. the details yeah. of that relationship mm-hmm. to the group, um, but I think it's okay to say in the group, "Hey, you know what? Our marriage is struggling right now. Our marriage is struggling, and here's kind of big picture what we're working through, and we need your prayer and accountability for that." Uh, and that that that's okay to share, and it's okay for a man to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm struggling with my my thought life right now, mm. and I just need prayer." Yeah. And we've had we've had all of those things happen in small group. We've we've said things like that. Other people have said things like that. And um and it and it's great to see how safe we can feel in that scenario where we're really confessing like really tough things that we're yeah. dealing with. But um I I need my sisters and I need my brothers. Yeah. In that. Any encouragement just like how do you foster that kind of humility and transparency? Cuz I can imagine I mean your small group is 16 people like that's a pretty large group. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I mean it's hard enough to do maybe in in a group of 3 or 4 people but 16 that's 
I don't know. For for the folks, you know, that feel like, ooh, that's intimidating. Like, what encouragements do you have for, for that kind of person? You know, it's so funny. I, I, I just... Uh, had coffee with with a friend who who joined our small group and um i think this would be okay to share and and she she mentioned like yeah when i came to hinson i thought man these people kind of have it together Mm -hmm. and she said and then i came to your small group and i realized like wow you guys have the same problems that i do and so um we made it really clear like hey you you don't have to share this is your first time don't feel like you need to share and she was like no i want to share so i think people coming in yeah are seeing wow there's no there's no kind of curating of like an image here. Like I'm seeing the real Holly and John. I'm seeing the real yeah. uh, everyone else in our small group. So I think it I think that breeds more confidence in being able to share with the group. That's great. And it's also I think you know when those op- when those times come up where people um, are are particularly vulnerable, um, how that's received by the group impacts kind of in the future how people share. So. I think we're always very appreciative when people do open themselves up to oh, the yeah. group, uh, and we express that, um, and and then we we care for them kind of in the midst of that. So I think that's part of it, and part of it too is just, you know, we we feel first that we if we're going to expect other people to be vulnerable, we need to be vulnerable, and also kind of back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. We don't necessarily feel like this is – we host the small group, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's the group's small group. Mm-hmm. It's not John and Holly's small group. Yeah. And so because of that, it th- there is kind of this sort of we're all in this together yeah. mentality. Yeah, that's so great. Uh, it, yeah. Which is, which is so true of the the church at, uh, at Hinson. Oh, you yeah. know, like it's – we are all in this together, and we're responsible for each other. And uh, yeah, and that small group just – as kind of that microcosm exactly. of that. Yeah, sort of an intensified great. version mm-hmm. of really what the church should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So just to recap a little bit, so 7 o'clock, we do some sort of word-centered thing. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing uh, an inductive study in Acts, but perhaps, you know, we're doing a book study. So like my group, we're, uh, you know, we're doing a Bible study in Romans. Um, but there's some sort of word-centered thing yeah. driving uh the God's word, the Bible is instructing and informing how our small group is shaped. And then in the prayer time and the sharing time, is that about like 30, 45 minutes as well? About, well, it depends. So we're, we're, we start at seven, we're done at eight 30 and we, we try to be pretty punctual on punctual, that. Okay. Um, just to respect other people's time. Keyword okay. is try. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like that. Try. I, but I, it really <laughs> All is. All we could do is try. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I have not yet cut people off, but I've, you know, we get close to that. And what do you, what do you do, John, to cut people? Like, do you just say, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whole, you know, I'm gonna stop you there. <laughs> I'm gonna let let's, you finish. Let's be honest. A lot of the time it's me and or John. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, that's true. So, okay. so we're, and, and policing ourselves. And, and that's not because, you know, there's not good things to be shared oh, or that's certainly. not, it's just certainly. because, you know, it is a Tuesday night that's and right. you have, most people have work the next day, that's so right. you well, can't just hang one, out. Till. And, and one thing that we do is if, if we're ending at 830, um, we, we want to end on time so that people can stay if they want. So if they, if that's they're right. kind of like, Ugh, I have to get up really early in the morning, then they can go. That's fine. Yeah. But some people most people actually are like i want to stay and talk for a yeah, little bit yeah, yeah. and those are those are also really really important times for connection and yeah, dis- yeah, discipleship yeah. so that we really value that that's awesome so um that prayer time is it um like when one person shares like you guys everybody shares first and then everybody prays or is it like you share and then somebody prays right then and there like yeah like just a little practical stuff so we've done both okay. actually most of the time i would say we will do um 
everyone shares, and then we will pray through. Um, we also, you know, depending on the time length of the sharing, sometimes we'll have maybe two or three people pray. Mm, okay. Um, and then we've also done sort of like special sessions where we'll we'll go through, we'll, you know, so-and-so will share, and then a different member of the group will pray for them. Yeah. And then the next those person will really share. Those have been really sweet times, yeah. yeah. Just it, like it's a one-off thing. We're at that, and on those moments, we won't actually have any Bible study. We'll forego Bible study okay. to have more of an intense sharing and prayer time. Okay. And where it's like person shares, then another person prays. Yeah. You know, and, and, and and that's, uh, well, talk, talk to us just the mindset behind that. Is that just like, Hey, we just need to foster more of that relational depth. So, Hey, we're going to just pause on, you know, the inductive study for just maybe once every what, few months or like two or three. Okay. I, I think we've done it like in the last year and a half, maybe three times. Okay. So yeah, so, not often. So just occasionally you'll do something yeah. a little different. Mm-hmm. So off script. But, you know, something that's going to benefit the group. Yeah. Uh, that's great. And then afterwards, so you're done 830-ish. Uh, people usually hang out for just like... I'd say 30 minutes 30, to an okay. hour. Yeah. Yeah, and during that time, is it just kind of hanging out? Like yeah. what? Yeah. What's, well, and, yeah. A, and a lot of times, um, you know, if, if someone's mentioning my work schedule, it, it's been really tough and I've really struggled to be in the word. Then, then you know, just in our conversations, like, oh, gosh, like, how can we help you with that? Like can I make a meal on one of these days so that you can, you know, like th- that would be a little bit more helpful to you or, Hey, let's get together for coffee or how's, Oh, you mentioned this. How's that going? Yeah. Um, so that's really like a, like, especially what we mean when we say like, that's kind of a springboard for yeah. the what's got happening the rest yeah. of the week. Yeah. And I, I love that because really if I'm hearing correctly, as you guys are describing your small group, it's like, you guys know what's going on even before you get to small group. Yeah of everybody in the group so really the sharing time is not this like whoa this new things that i'm finding out it's actually wait no we know each Mm -hmm. member in the small group Mm -hmm. and yeah we just want to further care for each other and just give some updates pray and then kind of keep moving forward so it's almost like a pit stop yeah of uh yeah. You know, you get a little fine tuning. Really structured pit stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happens every second, fourth Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that's so yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's yeah, so that's good. good. Um, and so, is this is your small group like kind of like a click? Is it like it's once you have your sixteen, that is that's it. Like you don't you don't have room for more or like yeah. T- talk to me just about yeah your experience with small group. I like, mean, I feel like we're the unofficial cool group, so there's that. <laughs> Um, hmm. I, I'm kidding. I didn't kidding. say that. Holly said that. No, so. no, no, no. Um, no, I, and I just love this about the people in our small group. Um, we have gone through significant changes during the pandemic and it's been so encouraging and like growing for me to see when we have, uh, new members come in, um, how people just surround them and love on them and, um, and make sure, uh, that they're included and and even and, and we again like we don't feel like that's John and my job mm. that's that's all of our jobs yeah. as a family yeah. and so I'll often hear uh, this this new member that that's coming into our small group she's in our small group because someone else in our small group had reached out to her first wow okay so 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 this is a group effort this is not directed mm-hmm. or even always led by John and me that's our small group just mm-hmm, do it being mm-hmm, a good church member mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so. And I and I think in our small group, um, the the members in our small group are particularly focused on hospitality. Great. Um, the and and 
they have each of them opened their homes to other members of the small group, some of them to the whole small group. So that, that hospitality has been very prominent mm-hmm. outside of just the gathering. Yeah. The, the, and the and I should mention, they don't have people over to entertain. Mm-hmm. They, they really show hospitality. So in the midst of like home projects, they have people over. Right. If they have a tiny house, they have a studio, they're having people over. Um, We've so, had some, some small group members say, hey, we wanna, I want to hang out with Braxton and Landon. Why don't oh, yeah. you know, they come hang out with me for an evening or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been great. That's so great. And I love that creativity because, you know, everybody's in different life stages mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just like you're just using what God has stewarded you with and how can you just be a blessing to somebody else? Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing that I really love is, uh, you know, that openness to always add one more. Oh, yeah. And and it's not like, oh, I need to, I need to check with the small group leaders. It's like, no, like, come on in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a mark of, uh, you know, small groups to continually extend that member care mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you are always welcome to add one more. But uh, there comes a time that your small group becomes a large group. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys do to multiply, to mult? like, do you guys go, hey, you know, we're going to go half, half. Somebody goes, you know, makes their own small group. Like, talk to me, like you've been in three small groups. So what has been the process in, in the transition to yeah, so we we started in the Chang small group. Um, they they were running circa what year? Oh, oh goodness, twenty eighteen, seventeen, probably twenty seventeen, somewhere in that. So range. circa twenty seventeen, you were in the Jeff Chang and Stephanie Chang small group, and then what happened? You guys, yeah, so split we were or? running like in the twenties. Oh wow! Um, I mean, there was a lot of people in the You're small group. group, and so yeah. we um, the Liangs and. Us, we decided to. We were we, we were both in the Chang's small. Yeah, group. we were. We decided to uh, break away. You know, obviously the Chang's were <laughs> involved. In they that. offended yeah, yeah. us, and so we <laughs> were like, "See ya." No, it was kind of. Kidding. We understood it was it was a good time to do that, and um, the Liangs and I were, were we were ready to kind of take on that that challenge to host. Um, so we initially. So, so you guys were like, we're doing a really good thing, but it's just a little bit too big to. Um, Sorry, sorry, listeners. That was me, and that is probably my uh, uh, my that was my MacBook, guys. Sorry about that. Um, I don't think we could edit that one out, right? <laughs> this is the real podcasting uh, right yeah, here, yeah, casting yeah. pods with real real sounds. Um, so, like, I mean, was it just hard to like manage twenty people or what? Like, what? Like, why the not Chains just have a, did a great job okay. managing yeah, that? Really I, I, that? It was nothing. It wasn't really a negative. Okay. It was and, more, and it wasn't out of dissatisfaction. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more just we were ready to sort of to take on that responsibility. Well, it's I like think. we can do this. So if if this is maybe a way that we can build up the church and Jeff and Stephanie can have different people in there and they yeah. can raise up more leaders, then let's do it. I love that. So it's like, hey, let's make a new small group so that we can foster that kind of community exactly. In, a, in more groups than just one. That's right. Yeah. So you can actually better care for the church with two, three, four, five small groups rather than just one maybe yeah. medium yeah, or large right. group. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then, um, so you guys uh, made a new group and then did that happen again? And yeah, that's, so and then I don't, it was I think 2019 so, yeah. or thereabouts. Pre-COVID that, times. Yeah, mm-hmm. pre-COVID that um, we decided to split off from that. So we were, ho- the Liangs were hosting at that time and um, uh, Vince and I were kind of like co-leading, 
And so in 2019, we decided to kind of like split our ways again yeah. as a way to bring in, you know, there was a bunch of new people coming to the church. And mm-hmm. so yeah. um, we started with kind of a core group and then over um, COVID, over COVID, we got a, we, lot, a lot of people. I don't know the exact number, but we probably got 10 wow. to 12 new people that were like new to Portland. Oh, okay. Like yeah. new, new. Yeah. New, okay. New. Really yeah. new. Wow. Really new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, it's a willingness to kind of keep adjusting, keep growing that, you know, kind of culture of discipling, culture of hospitality. And, and it takes time and work to, to, to do that by the spirit. Um, I love that. And do you guys have any encouragements for, um, uh, let's start with just small group leaders, you know, we're coming out of COVID, like, you know, honestly, we did that zoom, zoom small group kind of thing and it's tough. So like, what encouragements do you have for small group leaders? Like this is your time to encourage them. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, for, for women, um, who are leading small groups with their husbands, um, I would say prioritize relationships. Um, if your house or someone else's house is like so messy by the end, that's fine. That is fine. If you need to put your kids in front of a TV screen for 45 minutes so you can be a part of the sharing and prayer, a part of the word, um, do that. That's that's okay. Prioritize relationships mm. in there. And that is how uh, you're going to like experience sanctification and discipleship and all of those other good things in the church is by being a part of it. So, um, you're not a bad mom. If, if you kind of like hand them goldfish and let them watch a show, that's fine. John, you got any encouragement? Yeah, I would say that summarizing kind of some of the things that we've already talked about is, this is, yes, it's your small group because you're hosting it in your home maybe, but it's not your small group. Um, and, and so you need to find a way to, to help um, grow that philosophy among the other small group members that we're all in this together. Um, and so part of that is going to be you need to be vulnerable in front of your small group. You need to lean on others. Mm, that's good. Um, to show people what it looks like to lean on others. That's good, yeah. Um, and so I think that's part of it. Um, and be, um, you know, consult your small group on, on decisions. Ask them how things are going and, and what should be, you know, what should be the next step if you're going through a book study. Well, what, what do you guys think about the next thing? Ha- have, have people give their input mm, so they can good. feel a part of, yeah. of what's happening. That's, yeah, that's even like give people an opportunity to lead. It really... Um, do things to empower them to lead. Yeah, that's um, so good. You know, when somebody shares something that's really vulnerable, um, follow up and say, hey, I we've said this time and time again, and people have said it to us, where it's like, I feel so honored that you, sister, brother, shared that with us. Um, I know that took a lot, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, and just affirming those things. I think that goes a long ways. Yeah, that's so good. And and to the small group leaders, it's there's there shouldn't be a pressure to come with like the perfect Bible study. No. It, that's right. it I mean, really the small group leaders role is like to facilitate exactly. and empower exactly. the mm-hmm. small group to really foster that care and pastoral care and the member care that we can. Um so I think that's good cuz if you want to go to Bible study, you should come to the uh, Sunday classes at 9 a.m. on Sundays, right? Uh, just yeah. to give a plug. And one other <laughs> yeah. one other little thing to add is just, again, a reminder that 
okay, if you're gathering once a week or every other week or whatever it is in that yeah. time, that your work is not done there. That much of the work that happens within small group happens outside of that. And so make sure that you are continuing that work just throughout the week. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, jo- John and Holly, uh, there's one more thing that I really wanted to press into is, you know, uh, perhaps uh, you just moved to Portland, you're joining Hinson, and you're going to be joining a small group, you're new, or maybe you're uh, already a member. And, you know, because you moved locations, you're like, hey, you know what, I'm going to join a different small group. What encouragements do you have for like, you're the new new guy in the, the small group, you're the new girl in the group, and you're a little bit intimidated. Anything, any comments or encouragements that you would have for that kind of person? Yeah. Um, I always tell people um, when they're new, you're not coming into our small group. You're coming into your small group. Wow, you, that's good. You, you that's got- a, that, hold on, hold on. That one. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Um, no, but you, you, you got to walk in like you own the place mm. because you do. Yeah. This is, this is your church. This is your family. Um, so, so come in with ownership. You, we are responsible for you and you are responsible for us. Wow, that's so good. Um, and, and, and that's, that's how we empower people to say like, this is our, this is our thing. Yeah. It's interesting too. We our our small group has had both of those where we've had, we have had some members that were here at Henson for, for years, mm-hmm. but had never been part of a small group yeah. and came in, were part of our small group. And then we've also had just in the last year, several new people. Um, yeah. I feel like you guys always take the new members. Like, do you guys just wait to the new member in introduction and say, Hey, you're joining our small group. Like what is, what is well, going on right well, now? No, A lot of times, uh, for example, uh, Carrie Ann Finnegan, um, I, Mary Alice was like, have you met Carrie Ann? She's amazing. I hadn't met her. Um, and then uh, several people were like, oh, you should meet Carrie Ann. And I went to um, a birthday party and I saw Carrie Ann. I was like, Carrie Ann, you're amazing. Word on the street says you're amazing. And like, hey, are you in a small group? You should come visit ours. So it's very natural. It's it's not like a, I don't know, like a scheme that we're <laughs> going for. We just love meeting new people. And it's like, especially when they're not connected. It's yeah. like, of course, I want to introduce them to my small group, you know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I think we're particularly sensitive for those folks who don't have family in town. Yeah. And so we just want to make sure that they know that they do um, among the Henson Church. Yeah. And so yeah. that's part of why we've reached out to a bunch of the new people. But I think what has helped in both scenarios, what has helped both of those, whether they're new or whether they've been here but are new to the small group, uh, get connected is um, it there is a sort of you're, you're playing a game of catch right they are they are vulnerable and and honest mm-hmm. and they're willing to receive exhortation they're willing to receive you know care and then on the flip side then it's my turn to be vulnerable and honest and they're willing to give uh, give care and so this this give and take this back and forth of a vulnerability and honesty and on the flip side caring grows the dynamic of that relationship it's just like a just like any relationship any marriage mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. your 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 depth and intimacy in in your marriage grows as you get to know one another and your comfort level grows as you get to know one, one another and so both of these categories they've con- they've continued to do that by just being honest and not trying to cover up what's going on in their lives and then being willing to receive the care. Yeah. I had, I, I had one particular member where I, I said, um, 
in, in, in the sharing time, I, I had uh, shared something specific and this particular member um, basically exhorted me in the middle of the, um, in the middle of the small group. It was like, Hey, you know, I think that kind of reveals a little bit about how you're thinking about your relationship with the Lord and, and just, you know, didn't rebuke me necessarily, yeah. but definitely exhorted me. And I was really, really, I needed that. Yeah. I was thankful for someone who was, who, who took the courage to, to actually say, actually, I think, I think maybe you're thinking about this the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and so this was, you know, it's not like we were, we, I mean, we had known each other for a while, but we were new to the small group. So taking that time, being vulnerable and receiving the care that will build that relationship very, very strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good. Uh, we're about to wrap up our time here, you know, casting pods with the Schnurs, but do you have any last comments about small groups in general, anything that you want to last word, and then we could do a mic drop here. If you, <laughs> if you are not in a small group, um, I get it. It's it, we're really busy. Um, you almost never like feel like going out of the house or hosting seventeen people on like a Tuesday night. But I promise you, it will be worth it every single time we have small group, no matter what kind of a day I've had. Um, I I just I'm like full of praise. To, to Christ after that because of the blessing and and the growth it promotes in me and people around me. <laughs> Yay! John, you got uh, any uh, last word on, on that one? That's a pretty good way to. End, okay, to end so you co-signed that one. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Disciple Henson folks, that is it. That is our uh, time with the Schnurs here. If you want to uh, reach out to them, uh, stay tuned because we're going to be doing another lightning round here, and so stay tuned. Bye. And we are in the lightning round. Basically, this is the segment where I ask a question and we get fast answers, hence lightning round we're ready. we're ready so john and holly uh the first question i have for you is what is your favorite movie 310 to yuma 310 to yuma is john's and sleepless in seattle sleepless in seattle um uh john and holly uh what is the most influential book that has shaped your life outside the bible right that's okay um delighting in the trinity by michael reeves uh oh this might be uh confession time john can't Oh, okay. So he might be doing some audiobooks, but well, okay. He likes the very hungry caterpillar. Is, I, I, I read a, a decent book. amount, but I never know book titles. Oh, but uh, what's excuses. the Rejoicing in Christ. Okay, Rejoicing in Christ. All right, Reeves. John says Michael Rejoicing in Christ. Okay, Got him. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, favorite restaurant you guys like to go to in Portland? Ooh. This is a toughie. And you could give a top two. Oh, man. Lardo Ooh. is yeah, in the Lardo. Top five. Let's just admit it. It's Lardo. Okay. It's Lardo. Screen door okay. as well. Oh, Lardo and Screen Door. Got him. Uh, next question. Um, what do you like guys like to do for fun? Well, I am a man of many hobbies. I love to play sports of any kind, and I'm also an avid amateur woodworker. You're like right. Jesus. You're like a carpenter. So That's okay, right. uh, Holly. Also, we really like watching Jeopardy. Je Jeopardy. Yep, oh, that okay. That's our go-to. Fun facts. It's kind of our thing. Um, last question. Uh, what, what, what do you, 
what do you want to do in 10 years? Um, retire, hopefully. I PK, I don't know what I'm even doing this afternoon. Ooh, that's a, that's, I, I want to be like good. loving Jesus and I want to see the church thriving. That's my Jesus answer. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. All right. And that is it with lightning round. We did it. We made it. And thank you again. All right. Woo. <laughs>